Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Well, the first headline that grabbed me uh, this morning was uh, this investor who is pouring tons of money into AI warns that AI is becoming like a god. They're running towards a finish line without any understanding of what lies on the other side. And then they dig deeper into this. Two guys who are investing heavily in artificial intelligence and robots and that kind of stuff. Uh, this, this all kind of was laid out for us last fall. And in seven, eight months time, it has turned into uh, a concern, which is when you transfer to this story, which I guess popped up yesterday, the headline was fake Drake. I thought, well, can you kiss my, oh, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't me. But this is a little troubling, I think, and, a, and kind of a bad sign. Listen to these, to these numbers. A new song by Drake and The Weeknd was streamed 15 million times on TikTok, 600,000 times on Spotify, and 275,000 times on YouTube before all of the platforms pulled it off because it wasn't real. Oh, God. It, was it, it was made entirely by AI. So all these platforms, TikTok and Spotify and YouTube, played this thing thousands of times or or, you know, folks went went to hear it, right? And nobody realized that it was fake until uh, Universal Music Group, who I suppose is the people that manage Drake. Uh, the song is called "Hard on My Sleeve," and it uh, mimics the artists remarkably well. And nobody noticed until Universal heard it and went, "What is this?" They called it a violation of copyright law, but a, a lawyer friend of mine said um, in, in, in this email that since it's, uh, it was not, it, this was, was written by a robot, it really doesn't have any kind of a, a, a violation of anything that involves uh, publishing or a copyright law. So can they claim that they were ripped off by a robot? Maybe, uh, maybe not. That's the artist that's... never wrote or sang the song. Is the point right? Well, isn't that something? Yeah, uh... yeah. But whoever programmed the AI to do it could be. Could they not be in trouble? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm but not the, sure how to even look at this, but it's. The, I think it is a terrifying start. The thing is, though. Well, I've got two things. First off, did the did the AI program lift anything? Did it sample anything from Drake or Weekend or anyone else? And I don't think if, so. No. If it no. didn't, then that's not a copyright violation right. by anyone. If it's just if it's just emulated the style of Drake and the Weekend, then that's what it was. That's yeah. just like some you know newbie wannabe DJ rap star doing the same thing, emulating the style. The second thing, but, but okay, going back to that, but they can't call it something by Drake and the Weekend, obviously, because right. they're not. But then the other thing is, I want to know what the chatter was about 
regarding the song? What did the critics think? Did anyone listen to it and write a review saying this is just great, or did any, they listen to it and say, no, this is just derivative of this is no nothing one new? What's noticed, wrong? It, it sounded so much like them, which is the point, which is why it was streamed 15 million times on TikTok. Right. I understand the that other part. Yeah, I, I, I know. A lot of people listen to it. What did they have to say about it, though? I get, did, well, they obviously that, liked it because it got thousands of listens and views. very popular, yeah. yeah. Right, but Gosh. how many people just listened to, but, uh, to it because it had Drake and the Weeknd's name on it? Well, and, I suppose they wanted see, to hear the song by Drake right, and the Weeknd. Right, but what I'm thinking, the reason I'm bringing this up is because someone tried something similar with uh, by giving an AI a prompt to write a sequel to The Lord of the Rings in the style of J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. And so it did. It wrote like 600 words, kind of a treatment. And it was the most derivative, repetitive sort of thing that, that I have ever heard. I mean, the two guys who did the prompt read it on this YouTube video and were laughing at it because of the way it, it would say the same phrases, you know, over and over again. And it had a vague, generic sort of plot. And it just wasn't good. It was like something that maybe a fifth grader would have written in creative writing classes. Well, and the, that's what I, all the words uh, in, in that uh, kind of realm are different than, you know, music and copying a voice, or in this case, two voices, and the music of a brand new song, which was not either artist. And that's the odd part, is that it took, I guess, a day or two for the a label to go, wait a minute, this isn't our song, and this is not our artist's. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this has caused quite a disturbance in the industry. The floodgates are open, says the last part of the story. This is just the, the uh, beginning of what's likely to be a long fight between the excitement over deploying AI in pop culture and in efforts to protect artists. It's been done once. How many more times can it be done? But, I, but the difference in you know writing something um, of that nature and doing a song involve totally different things. And this fooled everybody. Now, the, what you referred to didn't fool anybody because it was so, so uh, pedestrian, I guess. Yeah. And so elementary. Wow. So, okay, but yeah, it's, someone... it's scary, though, man. I, I, yeah. That's just nuts. One of the headlines so, here says it's scary good. So that says something. Well, if they pulled it off once, how many times can they keep on doing this until some bots that search the Internet and, um, you know, spot these things? They, they, they didn't spot this. And it went on uh, for millions of listens and views. So this one is um, is a little bit jarring to see that this can be done. So there you go. Uh, today is Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday, 878-9420 is where you text your questions for Lawyer Bill. There are various things happening locally to, to uh, discuss with him. Residency requirements are back in the news with two candidates they want to run for the mayor's office, and they don't, I guess, uh, live in the Memphis uh, you know, proper area. Uh, Floyd Bonner, Shelby County Sheriff for two terms, is in play. And then um, uh, uh, Van, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lawyer Bill knows his name. Uh, Van Turner. Turner. Uh, both of them apparently do not live in the city proper. And I think that the, the law states they must live here for five years, which is absolute 
bullshit because a Harrington lived in Horn Lake for how many years? During his 18 terms as mayor. <laughs> so this one is in the news and is going to be causing a, a, a stink. Um, we'll talk about that too. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, Foo Fighters, this is an upbeat thing. I haven't heard the song yet. But the Foo Fighters released this song, what, yesterday, Sid? Yeah, they put it on social media. You'll like it. It's called Rescue. We're going to play it for you uh, this morning because they are back. And it's, it's from the forthcoming album. And so we'll play you the new Foos at uh, some point. And we'll have tickets for the Beale Street Music Festival this week and next. That's coming up, God, in a matter of days uh, as all this just flies by. So we'll have Lawyer Bill and your texts and questions for him. It's it's free. So use it, 878-9420. And we'll uh, talk to Bill and discuss various issues and let you pick his brain on what kind of things have got you in a in a huff or in a bad situation to let Bill help you figure it out. There are other things. There's a really uh, not upbeat story about summer travel and what awaits you in airports. And boy, this makes you want to learn to drive, I guess, faster and screw flying. This is a complete and utter mess. So uh, and there are other things that are not as intense, I suppose. But, um, oh, th this is awesome. The West Memphis school superintendent who had the gig for 11 months was fired yesterday. You, you know why? Uh, keeping mongooses in this locker. They asked him to spell superintendent. And he couldn't do it. No. He no. was S-O-O-P-E-R. Oh, no. No. That's what, a lie. What, what did he do? They aren't saying what he did. He did something sketchy as heck. Uh, and they paid him out and fired his ass. But I believe that my theory is probably more right than than wrong. But uh, <laughs> S-O-O-P-E. Yeah, he's out. So that's that's good news for education. And um, it's just, just it's just insanity. So uh, once again, texts for any for us or for Bill especially here today, around seven thirty, we will let him um, give us his advice and counsel, and you can join in. Uh, back in a sec. First, we'll go to you know. Let's flip those two songs. I want to hear this one first. Can you can you got it? I handle that. All right. Here's a Dave Matthews band. This is Drake Digital. Lawyer Bill coming up, 878-9420 to ask Bill questions about your family issues, divorce, child support, the usual fun things in life, or the estate issues or wills or whatever the case may be. He'll be here to answer your questions and to, to discuss some of these local issues involving legalities and legalese and bitching and moaning and, and hollering and carrying on and lawsuits and uh, stupidity in general. So that's um, uh, always fun to get uh, into Bill's head on that th on on uh, that stuff. Another class action lawsuit. Now this one is a, is one more biggie, and it's about Facebook. Uh, I didn't realize this was this was all happening, but uh, they lost this lawsuit, and a ton of people may be affected by it. But I believe, as Bill mentioned last week, he was he um, applied. To get a, a a payout one time and, and got like nine dollars. Thanks. Yep. This involves Facebook. Read this story, Sid. Yeah. Well, if if you've had a Facebook account anytime since this says May twenty fourth, two thousand seven, 
you can Costume apply to everyone. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I did, when did it even come about? I don't even remember when exactly. But I think a lot of people didn't get on till like 2009 because every Probably, page yeah. I see says, you know, user since 2000 or whatever, since 2009. But anyway, um, if you have had an account since May of 2007, you can apply for your share of a $725 million privacy settlement that Facebook or Meta has agreed to pay. They mm-hmm. uh, allowed millions of users' personal information to be fed to Cambridge Analytica. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I remember that that name. A firm now, that how makes many a- billions of people were on Facebook from 07 I mean, until the whatever time it was? Right, right. Billions you have to fill, worldwide. Yeah, yeah, you've got to fill out a form to submit it online or print it out and mail it. The case sprang from 2018 revelations that Cambridge Analytica, a firm with ties to Trump political uh, strategist Steve Bannon, had paid a Facebook app developer for access to the personal information of about 87 million users. Okay. And then it was used so to target how do you cash voters. a check for 45 cents? I know. <laughs> the, exactly. Because it's going to be, and what, it might be a dollar here for, you know, each well, person. The more people who apply, obviously, the smaller amount of money somebody's going to get. But So how much ink and paper will they waste on checks to people? That won't get anything much at all. Um, I don't care. I applied anyway. Oh, you did? Yeah, right. Yeah, it took like five minutes. Have you been on this since 2007? There's a link in the story. I clicked on the link and it popped up and I filled in the information. I got a confirmation to check that my email was real. I typed in the numbers in that confirmation email and sent that off and I got a... Another confirmation email not long after saying, okay, uh, we'll let you know. So I'll, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, someday a check for like 30 bucks may show up in the mail or not. 30 bucks would be a real uh, bonanza. I think you're dreaming on that one. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? I read this. I read this as you had to be on there back as far as 2007. But that's no. Anytime starting in 2007, if you join Facebook later than May 24th, 2007, you can apply. So, yeah, yeah. you might get three cents, Wesley. That's well, billions of people. <laughs> billions of yes, people. Yes, that is. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, last night, uh, just if you, if you didn't uh, watch TV, the Grizzlies beat the Lakers last night yes. in game two of, of their series. And now they go to, to Los Angeles. And uh, these guys really were alive last night. John Moran did not play. And I believe that these guys need to be talked to about bulletin board material. There was, um, uh, last night, there were a few occasions that Dylan Brooks was poking the bear, as they say. The bear being LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, there was some jawing back and forth. And so this story about Mr. Brooks made the national news and what he said. Now, this was a mistake. LeBron may score 50 points in game three on Saturday. Ask about the victory. Uh, Mr. Brooks asked why he was going at LeBron verbally. He was busting his balls hard. And Brooks says, I don't care. He's old. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Brooks says, I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40 points. I pride myself on what I do on defense. And I take any challenge off the board. He continued, which he shouldn't have. The two players had a, a little bitch fest. 
in front of the Lakers bench after LeBron made a short jumper. And they were at that time down about 14 points. Brooks told James that he was dumb for getting his fourth foul. And so Brooks fired back. I told him, you can't take me one-on-one. -on -one. You haven't. Look at the film. He doesn't take me one-on-one -on -one until that very moment. So Brooks kept on trying to, you know, stare him down and <laughs> uh, be a badass, which he was and is. Uh, but before the series began, Brooks said, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game uh, series. The legacy is there. First time back in the playoffs. Knock him out right away. That'll test us real good. They got good pieces, good players. That'll be a good first-round matchup for us. Bro, you're going to learn the hard way when he puts 50 on your ass, not 40. That was a mistake. They're playing in L.A. for two games. First one is this Saturday. That is game three of a best-of-seven mm -hmm. series. And then they have to do this nonsense of it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. So two games in L.A., then they got to fly back here for one game, then fly back there, if need be, for game six, if it goes that far. But you you don't say that kind of stuff to someone like LeBron James. We'll see how he reacts to that. So, but I, at 38 years old, I wouldn't call him old, and I wouldn't no. piss him off. And um, I'm sorry that I missed the little thing in front of the bench because we were watching the game. But, oh, they were jawing, yeah. I like Dylan Brooks. I, I, I'm glad the Grizzlies have him and, and that the Grizzlies aren't going up against him on some other team because he's always trying to do that to somebody. Well, he's but, he's a, you know, but he, you got to learn when to not, you know, run your mouth. And this will be all over the Lakers locker room and all over LeBron's ass. And LeBron just, he might, he's going to go insane. Uh, Tiger Woods on the athlete note. This dude ought to just walk away. He had to have his ankle uh, operated on, uh, I guess, uh, yesterday. And no one saw that coming. He had to pull out of the last tournament he was in. And um, this ankle surgery, along with his back surgery, and he's just falling apart. So there is no uh, time frame for his return to the game. And that's unfortunate. But this guy, I think he is a victim of bad karma, uh, frankly. But he is his body is just a freaking mess. So that one was a, an unfortunate thing to hear, but you know you you bring some of these things on yourself. Uh, it's almost time for lawyer Bill eight seven eight nine four two zero. It's a free advice time from an attorney. So what are you waiting for? Eight seven eight nine four two zero. We'll run all these things by Bill and um, see what he has to say in a few minutes. First, we'll visit Hamilton and this great song from Leslie Odom Jr. This is Drake Digital. 8789420 is our text line to ask questions of our friend lawyer Bill, Bill Jones, the Jones Law Firm, now pleasantly placed in Clark Tower on Poplar Ave, anew in the middle part of Memphis. And he joins us on Thursdays to answer your questions, give you help and advice and counsel and direction on whatever funkiness is happening in your life. And we all have those moments, so you get advice from an attorney free here at least. Elsewhere, ain't nothing free for nobody, no how, no more. That was pretty well said, I think. Uh, oh. William, you're all stopped up. We're all got runny eyes and noses, and it's a good time. It It is. It's a fun time. It's I love the weather when it goes from hot to cold, hot to cold, and the havoc that it plays on my sinuses. Um, uh, everybody has the same thing, and I tell you, it's um, 
you should stop by Wholesale Nutrition. And I have this bottle behind me. And I'm telling you, this stuff works. It's called quercetin, bromelain, and vitamin C. And when you have this stuff come on you, and you take two of these pills, it dries you up immediately. Um, and they have it. They also have something, this, this stuff called allercetin. does the very same thing at their store on Goodman Road. Right on your way home from work, maybe. I'll right get on that. Get well. you, you really should, because this stuff does work. Yeah. And uh, it's like Barracetin or, or Allercetin. WholesaleNutrition.com for more. Or go to the store and ask about it, and they'll give it to you. And you can pay for it and leave and be dried up. And so tonight, you're going to go somewhere and just rock out to you puke or what? So, so tonight, uh, Snowden Grove is having, you know, they redid. They spent a lot of money down here in South Haven. Expansion, yeah. And mm-hmm. and supposedly it looks great. Well, um, I called uh, our friend Karen, and she got me uh, four tickets for tonight. So I'm going to go see Ingram Hill, Sister Hazel, and then Better Than Ezra. And I'm going to make some poor bad life choices. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Can't you I'm buy your own ex- damn tickets? Good God, you're a rich attorney. Jesus. I, I, I could, but there's, I don't know, there's, you know, there's that flex of saying, I got them. I don't yeah. know. In my head, that's what I'm trying to do. I don't know. Well, tonight, then, I'll just meet you there at about five, and we'll just get Come cracked. on. Come on. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to pregame over at Rancho, so you're more than welcome to uh, come over there and have a margarita or five with us. And they'll be Ubering, I assume. Oh, there's, you know, we've got teenagers who can drive now so it's a it's a good deal fun times driving your parents home and they're yeah, out come, of their minds come, come pick us up. sister hazel that's come, a good that's come, a good example. come pick us up come pick us up yeah. that's all you gotta yeah. do all right uh well let us look at various news stories uh you the, the the eye goes to this one first tennessee bill would make judges responsible for setting bond for serious crimes uh, the the backstory here is long and uh, varied. Yeah, so um, I can let me let me kind of give you a, a, a brief background on that. So you've got right. so many cases coming through. So what what happens is the judges down there appoint what they call magistrates. Magistrates are not elected by the people; they're appointed. They're uh, former judges. Sometimes they're they can be lawyers, um, and they're appointed. So they're not voted on. And they they did this to try and speed up the system, to try and. What do they do? What is their task? What is well, their, they, their job? They they set bail. They hear. Uh, so the judicial commissioners down there, they'll hear uh, like orders of protection. So this person's been following me. I don't want them around. They'll hear that. But they also do a lot of bail settings originally, right. and so you've you've had always this constant struggle between the legislature between Memphis, between the individuals saying, I, I don't want a magistrate determining my bail. I want a judge that was elected to do this job, not a couple of their friends that they appointed to these positions setting my bail. So you've how got many people even know that that's how the system works. I had no idea about that. Ever. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't learn it until 2001 when I started this gig. Hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's supposed to speed up the process, but what we've seen happen is Nashville's now saying, no, it needs to be the judges doing it. It needs to be the judges doing it, which technically they're right. It is supposed to be the judges doing it. But 
if they if they enforce this in Shelby County, they're they're what they're trying to get away from is this revolving door policy where these mm-hmm. magistrates will set something, they'll get arrested, come back in, and they'll set it again, and it's just a revolving door. So the the thought process is, is that if we let the judges who are actually hearing these cases set the bail, it makes a little bit more sense. So would the judges be uh, freed up uh, from? All of these cases, since the MPD's new edict about not worrying about uh, taillights or pot, uh, the cops have other things to worry about. Shouldn't this be kind of, you know, clearing the decks for more important cases that, and, that, and that the judges should, in fact, be doing this, not the magistrate straight? Whatever his name is. Well, the, you would you would think so. You would think so. But again, it's going to bog down the we've got so much crime. We've got so many people coming through 201. I think telling these judges that instead of hearing cases and sentencing people, your days are going to be tied up with with doing bond hearings. I think that's going to bog us down again. But I mean, Does that's every my, state that's do my it this opinion. way, or just th- this this city? How- you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I never I don't have know heard that, of that in my life. Well, it's the so same the magistrate thing. does it, but judges are, are sitting back too busy with all the criminals to do the signing of bond and all that stuff well it's the same way with me it's the same way with juvenile court so juvenile court is one judge and that judge appointed a bunch of magistrates and these are folks that hear cases on his behalf and it's the same reason it's so the system doesn't get bogged down i mean there's there's, bogged down but maybe this helps there are nine courtrooms down in juvenile court um and they're they're always packed and yeah. the magistrates are here. One judge can't hear it all. We've just got a, we've got a crime problem, and it, it. We've talked about this ad nauseum. It starts at home. That's the answer. And now yeah. we have kids at eighteen that can carry guns legally in Tennessee. How this yes. ever got through the state government is, uh, is a baffling thing. Uh, is this a done deal? Are there any more appeals to be had? Any more lawsuits to be filed? Any more questions to be asked? What is wrong with you people? And is it just a, this, this, this is all done? You're 18, put your Glock on your hip, and out the door you go. So the, Is it done? I think it's done. So let me, let me give you the, we may not like the result, okay? But mm-hmm. that's the, the Second Amendment. So in our podcast series, we've been going over the amendments. We went over the Second Amendment a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, but the Second Amendment is not a suggestion. If, if these kids are, if we have decided as a society that at 18, you're an adult. You can graduate high school. You can buy a house. You can do these things. Then what they're saying is the Second Amendment applies to everybody, whether you're 18 or whether you're 99. Um, and, and that's, that's how it passed so easy. It's not that anybody agrees with it or likes it. We've got that pesky constitution that has that second amendment clause in it. And it doesn't say if you're 18, 19, 20, and you're an idiot, you can't have a gun, but anybody after that can, but it, but but there are uh, 49 other States. I doubt that any of them have passed a law like this because of common sense and being reasonable in their judgments. This is the only state in America I'm, that has done this. 
Well, yes, it's written in those in those magic pages, but most people have the have the brains to not even approach that concept, do they? I mean, I don't know. Again, I, I I'm not saying it's it's the right idea. I'm I'm right. saying by the by the rule book by the rule book that we were given when we were that born applies into to this, all fifty states. This one is right. the one that went for it. That's right. Okay, and, so and, let's see how many more come come behind it to do the very same thing. I'm guessing yeah. none. See, like the drinking age is 21. We can right. get around that and say you can't drink till you're 21. The reason we can do that and say you can you can own a gun at 18, but you can't have a beer until you're 21 is because drinking a beer is not a right guaranteed to you from the Constitution. Could be. So right. they're so, able, able to do that with like driving and drinking. So you can't yeah. get a license till you're 16. All right. And so the teachers... The law that was being uh, tossed around to let them, you know, carry uh, at their job, that one has been put on hold. So the teachers can't shoot back. But the kids in the classroom, if they're 18 years old, are going to be armed. But teachers, that they've, that's been held up. So this all makes great sense, as usual. Uh, 878-9420 is where you um, can text right now to ask Bill something. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, sorry. I've got a question, though, Bill. So 18 to 20, can Harry carry a handgun without a permit on their person on or their in their person. car? Why does my 50-year-old husband need a permit? He doesn't. So um, what he has is what they, what they now refer to as like an enhanced carry permit. Um, Mississippi has something, the equivalent, and basically... Um, once you get that enhanced carry permit, you can take your gun just about anywhere except a voting, a voting booth, a police station, or a courthouse. Um, th- there's not a whole lot of restrictions on uh, it. Why, why even stop there? Let them carry it wherever they want to. <laughs> Maybe we were what unaware of this new thing. Okay. So it doesn't. So it's it, it's no it's 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 anybody, and down here in this in this fine state. When they first, you know, passed this law that it's cool to, you know, put your Glock on your hip, you would see the the occasional, you know, badass in Walmart with his gun on his belt. I haven't seen that in a long time. I think it encourages the wrong people to do the wrong things. But now at 18, hey, it's wide open. And how they reasoned this is, is just beyond description. Uh, 878-9420. What do you have to observe about this lawsuit being dismissed over the the idea that anybody that wants to run for the mayor of Memphis has to have lived in the city proper for what five years? I believe that's it. And they did they um, the a motion to dismiss the lawsuit was denied. So uh, Floyd Bonner, who's been the sheriff in Shelby County which is part of Memphis, uh, and uh, Van Turner sued them individually and now have combined their lawsuits. I didn't realize that this was still an issue. I know that it it was one for uh, police officers and firefighters a decade ago, but now it's back. Is it only for these people that are running for this office or for anybody who's a city employee? No, so look, I have not made... Uh, I've not hidden it. I, when my son graduates from high school, I'm moving across the line to Shelby County. And the reason I am is so I can run 
for a, a judgeship. Um, I have to do that because it applies to, to judges. It applies to elected officials saying, if you're going to govern over us, you need to be a part of us. Uh, and I get that. I get that. I mean, truthfully, I wish that, how, why? I wish I wish that Van and them would do better uh, in their lawsuit or, or win their lawsuit because then I could stay here and run for run to be a judge in Memphis. But right Willie now, Harrington but, lived in Horn Lake for what ten years as the mayor yeah, of Memphis, and that's the and kind of that that's, that's the kind of stuff that they're trying to tighten up. They're trying to say, if you want to govern over us, you need to be a part of us, and that makes sense to me. I get that. Shelby County is the county that Memphis is in. Um, so how do you dictate and decide where the lines are and what is the city and what is the county? And the guy that was the sheriff for two terms suddenly is disqualified from running for the mayorship because he lives in Shelby County. I don't know where he lives, but it, it might be, you know, Bartlett. Yeah. What the, who the hell cares? It doesn't well, matter. If he lived in, you know, Jackson and drove here every day, that's something else. Right. He was, he, he was the Shelby County Sheriff for two terms. And Van Turner is a well-known attorney. Right. Uh, and, and so these guys don't live in the city proper, whatever that means, wherever those lines are drawn. This just seems like one more ridiculous, unnecessary waste of time. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. Look, I, I grew up in Rosemark, Tennessee, which is in Shelby County. You're a foreigner then. But yeah. it is not part of Memphis proper. It's in Shelby County, but it's as far as you can get before you get to Tipton. Um, so my, my father could not run for mayor. So if you move up to Memphis uh, for real, yeah, must you be there five years before you could ever run as a judge or for a, a judgeship? Is it five I, years? I think it's a little different for uh, a judicial seat. I think it's four years. What the hell difference does it make? Well, well they don't. Okay. You, you don't want to. That's to keep somebody from flying in a ringer who's never. You know, if you if you brought in, I don't know. I can't think of somebody. Uh, ben Crump. If if he moved to Memphis and he wanted to run for judge, he'd probably get elected in a hand. You know, in a landslide even if he'd only been here two weeks. Um, and that's that's what you're trying to keep. You're trying to, we want to be governed by people that are among us. And Floyd Bonner and Shelby County Sheriff for two terms wasn't among us. They're trying okay. to get technical and saying, because you're outside of the limits, you don't live among us, you shouldn't govern over us. One more thing that is a complete waste of breath to even discuss. 878 your questions for Lawyer Bill are welcome to right now on our text line, 878-9420. Back with more in a moment after we play, what are we playing, Wes? Oh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. This is Drake Digital. Lawyer Bill here today, 878-9420. Some of your texts and comments coming up, and you may squeeze them in now if you'd like to ask Bill something about, oh, you know, family law or wills and estates and things like that, all the fun things in life that... We all look forward to being mired in. Got to keep building his job. So, you know, that's how we roll. Let me ask you this. I um, this was a, I suppose this took some planning, some prep, some, some more lawyers involved. The Tyree Nichols case could not be any more complicated than it already is, you wouldn't think. 
with uh, all these officers being fired and they, there's trials coming up and this will go on forever in this town. And there are many, uh, many tangents and tentacles off of this main case. What does the news of yesterday, which was the family is going to sue the city of Memphis for $500 million in a civil lawsuit? Um, uh, says that the officers were unqualified, untrained, unsupervised as they, well, when they killed their son. $500 million. What does that do? How does it affect the process of the officers and getting a fair trial? And how does it affect the choosing of a jury, which to me still seems to be impossible to do around here? But this lawsuit shines a, a new light from a new direction on an already multifaceted nightmare. How does this change things? It, I don't think it changes things. Um, in, it, it's it's a great headline for the newspaper. It's yeah. A, it's a follow up for the story. This this civil lawsuit will never see the light of day. Um, Why? They will settle it. Uh, they will settle it, and they will end this suit before before it ever were to get to trial because they don't you're already going to get so much publicity from the criminal trial it's going to be broadcast it's going to be played the civil trial the city's not going to want even more bad press they're going to settle this because in a civil law it's this is the oj simpson case again right he was tried and found not guilty in a criminal court then there was a civil lawsuit they found him guilty there yeah. And he had to pay all kinds of money. It's the same thing. Uh, only here, I think the cops are going to be found guilty, and I think that the family's going to get a big settlement. From which suit? Oh, from the, from the city. You're not. They're not going to get money from the criminal suit. The criminal suit is, let's punish these cops and put them in jail for murder. The civil suit is, we no longer have our son. Um, his earning potential, his life, his value of his life... Well, we, we want to be compensated, and we want the city to be deterred from, uh, from training officers recklessly uh, going forward. So okay. they're, they're going to get a payday. It's not going to um, – I would – look, I'll bet you $100 today. On air, $100 bet, this, that case settles. And okay, Memphis writes not- them a big check before we see anything. So the lawsuit is for $550 million. How much of that do you think they will... Let me ask you this first. Not that these cases have anything in common whatsoever. There's no parallel. Uh, but Fox News was sued for a billion six by the people that own the the, the voting machines down in Georgia. Right. There were 20, 20 bullet points that were... They were all, all lies. And... They opted to just get an an out of court you know payment and make this go away. It was a smart move because you don't need Mr. Murdoch or any of the Fox News hosts slash entertainers on the stand and dragging this through the mud. So they receive they uh, get to this point where they pay them almost eight hundred million dollars. So after that story broke the other day, uh, I watched something. And they pointed out that Fox had $4 billion in the bank for stuff like this. And that Murdoch has lost more money than that 
in previous cases. So to bring it back to Memphis, is there money someplace in an account to cover things like this? Which, if you say that this will never go anywhere, is there money put aside to handle stuff like this or some kind of insurance or something to I would, cover their asses? You know, I, I, I'm not familiar with the Memphis city budgeting, but I would think that they've got to have something, some insurance got policy. Got to. Uh, a, a something put back for this. Because, look, they get sued constantly. Um, some cases they settle, some they don't. Um, I, I just I think this one will settle quick because of the national attention that it's gotten. So Fox had to pay pretty much half of what the lawsuit was originally. Out of five fifty, uh, how much do you would you project that that the family will get from this just to make it go away? Well, so when you file a lawsuit, uh, I even do this in in divorce cases. It doesn't matter what kind of case you're filing, you always ask for a lot more than what you want. It, it's right. the the story I tell clients is when I was a kid and wanted to go to the movies. All I needed was $5. I needed $2.50 for a ticket and $2.50 for a popcorn-coke combo. I would ask my parents for $20. And, and, and if they gave me 10 that's double what I needed, and I'd take the extra money over to Fun and Games and play, you know, Dig Dug and Pac-Man all day. Right. So, so they've asked for more than what they think they're going to get. Isn't 10% um, maybe the standard by which they operate? I'm not sure about that, but I've heard it before. Yeah, I'd, there are a bunch of different factors that go into what goes into a settlement. Um, I, I'm sure one of the things that, that the plaintiffs, the family, is going to say is, uh, we won't accept that, we want more, and if not, we will take this to trial. I mean, that's a great bluff or a great argument if you're looking for a settlement, especially if we know that Memphis doesn't want to be in the national spotlight on this case. You can demand a little bit more just to keep it out of there. So I think you're well, going to see some of that, but I yeah. don't think it'll be a half a or a half a billion dollar settlement. Yeah, it is. It is messy nonetheless, and could, it just it's just so ugly, and bad optics for this town, which has already got enough bad optics. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is where you get uh, hold a bill and ask him a, a question. Those are coming up. Is there any reason to even discuss this Facebook class action lawsuit? Wes has already entered his name in the in the drawing to get a, about forty five cents. <laughs> um, what do you figure on that? Just the uh, same old thing. I I, uh, I think it, it's going to be an yeah. ass load of money for billions of people. So yeah, uh, you Wes should get his check for a dollar eighty five sometime soon. Woo. Now I How mean, many it, people. I, I, this this is billions of people. Billions and the money was what seven hundred and twenty-five million. So yeah, something like that. Enjoy your two quarters. I'd have to go look. I, I'm I was on Facebook fairly early. I don't it was 07 know that, to twenty eighteen. I guess or, I, I, and or beyond. I think it's oh seven yeah. on. I don't think um, I don't know that I was there in oh seven because I'm I'm going back Nobody in my was. mind. That was too long. Yeah, that was not really relevant yet. So that that could be a factor, right? So if if the class is smaller, so you said a billion people. Let's say that in two thousand and seven, Facebook hadn't hadn't lifted off like that yet. 
let's say that in you know there's only half a million people at that point in time but it goes on though way beyond that right said to like 2018 and beyond that even you know you're you i think drake you are right because I, yeah. I read it wrong and thought as long as you were on there to in 2007 or beyond but maybe it is only 2007 until 2018 when okay. all that the personal info was given right. yeah then everybody's going to get a couple of cents it probably yeah. will cost more to write the checks than what you'll get perfect so one more waste of time in a class action lawsuit when will people they it's just, not a it's waste just, of time the attorneys that came up with the idea to sue facebook for that you, are going to be set for life yeah 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 perfecto Eight seven eight nine four two zero. your your questions and your comments are coming up in a matter of moments so uh take the chance to ask an attorney a question for free because after this it doesn't get any better uh, it, it it's not free but here it is eight seven eight nine four two zero. ask lawyer bill after my morning jacket this is drake digital in a little bit after lawyer bill is done and uh, off to work we're going to play you the brand new song by the foo fighters that came out yesterday look forward to hearing the emotion and uh how, how they sound after what they've been through uh, the past year or so a brand new song is out from the forthcoming album and we're going to end up i think playing a big long set of of the foo fighters just for grins so the new foos coming up after we get done with this part of the program involving questions and comments from you at 878-9420 take the most relevant first and work your way down sid uh, well, a couple of comments. Uh, F Philip says Thursday mornings with Judge Bill sounds way more serious, and Polly says he'll vote for you. Uh, uh, talking about yeah. carrying and guns, etc. K twelve school is a no K through twelve school is a no carry zone. At least in Arkansas, just had my carry class last weekend. And Bob says the Second Amendment begins with quote well regulated, which does leave it up to legislators to decide how to regulate. That's I, I find that to be a a real fascination that this state or that state Tennessee made this move and I just wonder if it gives lawmakers some new license and freedom to go after the same thing if well they didn't in, they didn't in favor they, of this they didn't just make this move remember they got sued by California gun lobby and this was part of the settlement this was part of the terms that they said drop the suit dismiss it and we agree with you. It's not constitutional. Look, that's how in California, sue Tennessee, and why is that? It, it, it's not California. A it's a it's a lobby oh, from oh, oh, okay from California where the sue Tennessee for even bringing this idea up. No, that said, hey, uh, it, your law saying kids under eighteen that's not constitutional. In Tennessee, we looked at it and said they're probably right. It's probably not constitutional if we follow the actual letter of the law. Right. And, and I, I think they're right. I mean, I, from a legal perspective, regardless of what my personal thoughts are on it, from a legal perspective, I think they're probably right. I mean, there, there is no exception. Which throws the responsibility of adults and politicians entirely out the window. To go for it, pass it. If you're 18, go buy a gun. Not a problem. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else, Sid? Uh, somebody says, we got one of those red light tickets. I know Bill says not to pay those. The letter says pay some company and not the city of Memphis. I nope. don't pay those either, right? Don't pay anything. Says, I don't pay those. No. Trash. Pass. Yeah. I, All right. 
I, I don't have anything more to add to that. I, we've, we've done this about a thousand times. It's uh, It goes to Knoxville, I think, Bill, and that is not the police department in Memphis. That's correct. Do not pay it. A cop didn't sign it. It's bullshit. Next. Uh, Elizabeth says, yesterday I was in my yard playing with my new foster puppy when a young person walked by. They were barefooted, vaping, and dressed like they were going to a rave. They asked me for a quarter. Up until then, I was just gabbing and smiling. Uh, but immediately... <laughs> But immediately, they have no I, grasp of what money is worth. Dude. A, a quarter? <laughs> give me a five before I shoot your ass. I mean, exactly. But she says immediately I, be, I became protective of my puppies, my neighborhood, my home. I mean, in res- retrospect, yep. I think they maybe have been working, although I don't think my street is a stroll yet. This used to happen when I lived in Raleigh all the time, but now mm. I live in Olive Branch, and I didn't have a quarter, nor do, do I think, a, what is the young person going to do with a quarter except just add to their panhandling cash? What does one do with sweet panhandlers to avoid Tell it becoming a bigger the problem? the kid to learn math and to learn the value of what is worth money. a quarter. It all goes well, back I, to parenting. She didn't learn a damn lives, thing about the value of money. I think her point is she lives in a nice neighborhood and all of a sudden, you know, people you know, are wondering. Oh, yeah, I, know. I don't I know. Get it. So. Yeah, well, the sidewalk's, sidewalk's public property. If they're walking on the sidewalk, walk that's fine if they're panhandling yeah call the cops if you don't want them panhandling in your neighborhood um but if they're on if they're on public Mm -hmm. property just doing their own thing yeah leave them alone Uh, ignore them and they'll go away look if he's walking down the street barefoot um, yeah just wait (laughs) till he hits 40 and and his arches start falling he's gonna regret that that's when you'll get your that's when you'll get your revenge when he uh, has really bad feet. It all comes back around. What else? I actually have a question. So on that note, you know, you'll see, you might occasionally see somebody somewhere outside of a store asking for, you know, money or riding a bike in a neighborhood. And then you see him at another store, you know, in a month later. What if the store doesn't, stores have the right, I guess, to say, hey, no soliciting on my property. That's but can a point. person yeah. turn somebody in for, for doing that? Because I don't think it's happened. I don't think that the person that we used to see has been around lately, but what? Well, how do, to, well look, uh, it, would, it would be rare for a panhandler to set up in your front yard. That's not a good, it's not a good place, right? You no, want to, no. you want high volume, you want a street corner, you want something like that. But panhandling though, there's, there's this outfit that sits up at the Walgreens uh, on Goodman Road. And they have a table, and they have a little banner on their table, and they they're there probably every weekend, and they're asking for money. It's some kind of a kids' charity or something like that. And I always wonder uh, that you know Walgreens, I guess, had to say yes to this. That's right. It didn't, it's not Girl Scouts. It's not anything else. It's just some random people that allegedly are getting money for the kids. You've got uh, to go and it, to, and it seems you, odd to me. You got to go to the manager and get their permission to set up. It would be the same as somebody wanted to set up something in your front yard. Hey, William wants to set up a lemon lemonade stand in your front yard. Can he? We got to get yeah. your permission. So right. they've gotten permission from Walgreens. The problem is people that don't and just hang out and are right, asking yeah. for money. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's uh, all right. What else, Sydney? Uh, that's all I got right now. Eight seven eight nine four two zero for any time for Bill, though. All right. Um, 
Now, tonight, I want you to have a good time, uh, but I think it would be a bad look for your future judgeship plan mm -hmm. uh, to be caught on camera acting a fool at That's a concert true. with That's some true. old, tired, boring bands. Uh, so let's not show our asses tonight. All right. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going to see old, boring bands. I'm going to see rockin' 1998 bands. Like I said, uh, <laughs> as I was just saying, I have a great night, and uh, thank you, for, as always, for your, for your time here and for being our friend. And uh, have a fun time tonight, and hydrate, and uh, be careful. Absolutely. And, and just rock out, but don't take your shirt off or any dumb stuff like that, all right? Well, I've been studying... So this week on our podcast, we're going to talk about the Fifth Amendment, right to remain silent. I brushed up on that for tonight, so uh, so I'm sure we'll be I'm sure we'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to watch the news at ten and see if your ass is on on the yeah, TV being you know carried out of there. But now I, you're a grown responsible man, so I have all the faith in you. Is your wife going? She is. Well, then you, you know, then, then she'll be uh, in charge of this entire thing. That's How right. do we contact the Jones Law Firm? You can get us on uh, on the phone at 761-5353 or online at lawyerbill.com. Thank you, William. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. And uh, good luck tonight. Have fun. S see you next week. Isn't it, isn't it ironic, don't you think? This is Drake Digital. In a minute, the brand-new song by the Foo Fighters is coming up. Followed by a set of Foo Fighters songs. A Foo set. A set of Foos. All that is on the way. Did, did they announce the uh, drummer? Did I no. miss that? I saw that mm -mm. the headline. and did, Okay. I could have sworn that I saw that, but I guess not. So we'll find out. But this new song, Sid, says it rocks. I haven't heard it, but we're going to find it. Yeah. Out. It's good. It's called Rescued. It's probably Dave on the drums because it sounds like his drumming. But, I mean, who knows? The album is But, but Here We Are. And it comes out June 2nd. Very good. Uh, interesting story here. Some, um, some good news from the great Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, who is on the verge of, I think, being put into a home someplace. But this is optimistic. Ron DeSantis ends Disney feud after being given a guest role on The Mandalorian. Isn't that oh. something? Well, all right. He's in for next season. I wonder if he's going to play a human or be made up. I'm going to tell you. Uh, saying he was happy to finally, uh, you know, to just end this whole thing and to bury the hatchet with Disney after months of difficult dialogue. Governor Ron announced Tuesday he had ended his feud with Disney after being given a guest role on The Mandalorian. I couldn't be more excited, he said, to let bygones be got be a uh, bygones and announce my one episode stint as Imperial Moff Rego Thalcyon. Is that right? Sounds right to me. He said of the guest appearance, which consists solely of him, with he has one line: "Yes, most acceptable." With his arm, his arms crossed behind his back, as he dispatches an Imperial guard to attack a gang of intruders. That sounds like some great television. Obviously, he says, I never wanted my differences with Disney to spiral out of control like this. So, yeah, it was a blast to be on the set. Only for one day, it was still fun. I got a selfie with Pedro and the Grogu puppet. Anyway, mm -hmm. check me out on April 19th when the episode airs. And may the force be with you. 
at oh. press time. At press time, he was pissed, learning his guest role had been cut for time. Yes, I was going to say, you said all this, I thought it was for next season, but then you said it was yesterday, that was the end of the season two, and oh, I was, didn't remember right. seeing that scene, oh, so yeah. Oh, God, today oh, is 420, right. how did I miss, I'm just too high to even know what day it is. 420, don't even start. <laughs> don't even go there. 420, stop it. Not even uh, What else did I have of any worth? Nothing, really. Um... This this is this one's unbelievable. This is I'm surprised this is not from uh, Tennessee. Kids cat hunting contest called off. We discussed. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I saw uh, that. Yes. <laughs> we, we discussed this whole thing about uh, feral cats and how they remember when they almost overtook the Midtown area and had to be there was a a massive elimination of them. I don't know how, but they it's 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 a problem. This was in New Zealand. The event was a real thing, but was oh, canceled gosh. after the outcry from people. A feral cat hunting competition for kids has been canceled after it was not received as well as the people thought it might have been. The BBC had the story. Uh, feral cats are a pest mm -hmm. and a risk to the country's biosecurity. And an annual hunt is held to thin the herd in an area that is pretty much out in the country. It does not really indicate here how they rid themselves of the cats. Oh, air rifles. Little no. kids given air rifles to shoot the cats. And it sometimes leaves them wounded and has a prolonged death. That sounds perfect for Tennessee. Why didn't somebody already bring this up here? For people, not cats. Give well, the kids the guns and let's get rid of all these feral cats. Who the hell ever thought this was a good idea? Well, New Zealand did. New Zealand. And I, I, it now? Uh, well, I, know. I don't know if they have a New Zealand chapter or not. They might. Oh. But uh, the, the feral <laughs> cats are really a big problem in they New are. Zealand because they have so many species of birds that don't have predators and can't fly, uh. which makes them easy targets for the cats. And now these birds are getting endangered. And, you know, we got plenty of, uh, of Felis domesticus. Feral cats and birds that can't fly. That's a great combination. I, I did see that story weeks ago, but it said nothing about guns, but it, it said something air about, rifles. well, yeah, rough. it said something about, yeah, like it was a contest and it did seem real. And so you just clarified that it was real until they stopped it. That's insane. And the other thing that I uh, kept here, because it was a lead story this morning everywhere. And I believe it is worthy of a warning because this has been discussed uh, a lot the past past few days. Uh, summer travel. They are they are warning of well the word being used here is mayhem. There is a, a shortage of of uh, pilots in this country. Um, some retiring and some just are getting out of the business. And Southwest Airlines earlier this week canceled 7,000 flights, again because of a computer shutdown. And they just cannot get their act together. And so when Southwest or any airline has that kind of a shutdown, it affects every other airline. Because all the flights that you're trying to you know, make in Atlanta or Chicago, 
all those that's all turned into a complete nightmare so the fear is with all these flights that are uh, filling up because the prices have gone up so they're they're just trying to get their flights early but the TSA uh, they're all saying uh, alarm alarm uh, that flying will be an absolute nightmare this summer and these people don't usually broadcast this so loudly but this time the concern is, you know, pretty deep. Um, and they say that you'd be wise to heed their warnings and prepare for this. Uh, when Southwest shut down, was it uh, Tuesday? It just shows what a small problem with one, with one of these airlines can cause for every other airline. So the TSA expects a record number of travelers to pass through airports in America this summer. So they are cutting back some of the service amid concerns about uh, the staffing levels of the guys in the tower. And that is nerve-wracking enough to even hear that, that they're short-staffed in one of the most important jobs, I would guess, anywhere that requires yeah. mm. your full attention. Prepare as they might. The bottom line is uh, it looks like this uh, summer will be slammed in every airport in America. Prepare for delays and cancellations. Have a plan B, maybe C and D ready <laughs> is the last sentence. Wow. So that is going to be, I, sh I wouldn't get on an airplane right now if you uh, give me a free ticket. So good luck with that. All right, let's do some, uh, some rock and roll here. Don't forget we have your Beale Street Music Fest tickets next week. And we'll get those uh, to you via the email. We'll take care of that next week. And... Um, the show is two weeks from tomorrow. Hard to believe, but mm -hmm. Tom Lee Park it will be uh, alive and happening, and all that's coming up. We'll, we'll take care of these tickets and uh, save you some money for a good weekend downtown. In the meantime, it's the new song by the Foo Fighters, their first release since the death of Taylor Hawkins. They've been, what was that? That was last October, right? So they had time to grieve and to... It was to, March. Yeah, it was March of a last year. year. Yeah, it was a year ago. Yes, yeah. can you believe it? I know. No, I can't. But uh, yeah, wow. Anyway, let's see what they have come up with, with all their emotional angst and uh, the healing and how they have returned. The album is called what, Sid? The album is but here we are. And here's the new song, which is called Rescued. The Foo Fighters. This is Drake Digital. Leave this up. Yeah, mics are off. 